We're getting set for the Big 12 championship game this week. And, of course, Oklahoma State and Baylor looking at both sides of this one. And now let's welcome on and say hello to Marshall Levinson, part of Polk's report, doing a great job covering the Oklahoma State Cowboys. And what a season it's been. Uh, Marshall, I know that you look at last weekend first. We'll start there. That Bedlam win into the craziness that was OU and that Lincoln-Riley situation. Uh, let's be honest, that must have been a heck of a 24 to 36 hour period for Oklahoma State fans. I'm sure you've heard from plenty of them. So take me through what that roller coaster of emotions was like for those couple of days. Yeah, definitely. I mean, first, I'll kind of start with leading into the to Bedlam. Um, the few hours before the game, obviously, it's I mean, all the the, the biggest stakes are, are are on the at the table or on the platter, if you will. And I mean, it's a night game in Boone Pickens Stadium. I mean, it's with playoff implications on the line. I mean, the highest of magnitude bedlam game you can possibly imagine. And then the game itself being a roller coaster of emotions for both sides, both teams, both fan bases, coaches, everybody. Um, and then obviously Oklahoma State triumphs. They um, get the victory storm the field, everything. I mean, obviously, there's all this speculation of Lincoln Riley going to LSU. No one's heard of Lincoln Riley to USC, but the next morning it's announced that he is going to USC, and then that's where Oklahoma State fans can kind of – they kind of sit back and they just laugh. Meanwhile, OU fans are panicking and they're freaking out. And, I mean, I'm I'm sure it was a – probably the single worst 24- to 40-hour period in Oklahoma history – um, and then the the best twenty four to forty eight hour period in Oklahoma State history. So definitely been a roller coaster of emotions and from from every side, mm-hmm. um, good, bad, ugly, beautiful, whatever you want to. No matter who you are, it's a little bit different. But um, no, I mean this this period of Oklahoma State football has been has been extremely entertaining and in, and interesting to to follow the the whole season, but especially just this past week or so. Um, and then obviously last night the Cowboys jumped Notre Dame to the number five ranking, and now it seems as if uh, the Cowboys win and they're in. Um, if uh, if the other games fall, how they how they should or how they how they are projected. So definitely a um, interesting time and exciting time in Oklahoma State football and just Oklahoma State um, kind of culture. How, how much Marshall does? Uh, what's transpired this season for the Cowboys, plus what's happened with Oklahoma. How much does this, and I hope it does at least, make Oklahoma State fans appreciate what they've got in Mike Gundy that much more? Well, I mean, I wrote about this the other day, actually, in one of, in one of our articles. I mean, they, if they don't, they should be greatly appreciative. They should have already been. Yeah. For the, I, mean, I know that... Oklahoma State is not necessarily considered a blue blood, but they win just as much as anybody mm-hmm. in the country. Um, I mean, they're top ten in wins in the last decade. Um, and, I mean, you talk about the the players not necessarily being nationally known names and the coaches not being these, other than Jim Knowles right now, being these highly regarded coordinators and things like that. So, it's – I mean, fans should – and now I think a lot of them are kind of sitting back, especially with watching what's going on with LSU and Notre Dame and OU and Florida and all these coaches that these programs that do win a lot, but they also have such a roller coaster of the way they work. 
Oklahoma State is almost the opposite, where they're just so steady, and they have been. And I don't think people realize that a whole lot or appreciate it enough. And I, But I think they're getting to that point, especially as they go into the Big 12 title game. And I think they realize really how good it is to be a part of the Oklahoma State fan base and, and that whole environment of really all of the athletics right now, but especially in football. Yeah, I, I could not agree more. So uh, we look at this season, Marshall. It's been about the defense, but now Spencer Sanders is playing some of the best football he's played uh, over his career, just steady, consistent, had a great game, of course, against Oklahoma, uh, especially, you know, you think of that big touchdown run on the ground. What What is the thing, though, as we get ready for this Baylor game this weekend, what is the the thing, if they don't win this game, what would hold them back? Well, I, mean, I, think, it's, I think it would be um, what, it, what it has been in, in the past, and that's just the – um, turnovers. If they came out, and obviously recently um, Spencer Sanders has, has been fantastic about limiting turnovers. I know he had two against Oklahoma. One one was an interception. He probably wanted back, and another one was a ended up being a tip ball drill. But so I mean, I'll really give him a one, credit for only one of those. But um, yeah, I, mean, I think it's the turnovers. They they fumbled that ball. Um, by the goal line, they end up going for a safety against OU. They muffed a punt. You can't win every game doing things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, luckily, they were obviously they are good enough to have done all of those things and pulled out a win against a top ten team. But you're playing a risky brand of football if you continue to do that against mm-hmm. top ten teams. So yeah. I think that's the, that's the main answer is just taking care of the football, not not trying to field punts inside the five while you're kind of turning your back to it and. Um, just making sure you, you hold on to the ball and aren't throwing balls into to coverage where you uh, have a have a DB waiting. But I think that that was kind of some fluke plays. Um, I think that's kind of just what comes with the nature of Bedlam, um, and I, I don't really expect to see that um, this weekend against Baylor. I expect to see some cleaner football. But if it were to happen, I think that would probably end up being the reason you would you would point to. You know, people ask me all the time, Pete, how can we help with this site? What can we do to support you guys at Heartland College Sports? And I tell them one thing, all right, our content is free. Just support our advertisers. And one of our most important advertisers is mybookie.com. And uh, they have a great deal right now. They will double your deposit, double it right out of the gates on uh, any deposit up to $1,000. There's no unlocking it. They just say, hey, you know what? Um, You want to make a bet on the Big 12 championship game this weekend? And then the NFL and then the bowl season. There's still a lot of football left. Then guess what? You go to my bookie. You put in your deposit. You use our promo code BIG12. That's BIG12. And they double whatever that deposit is up to $1,000. That's the best part about my bookie, along with just the customer service Uh, The platform, I place all my bets there. I'll be doing it for the Big 12 Championship this weekend and all the bowl games. I've used them for many years. So go support us and also just get free money in your account at mybookie.com with our promo code BIG12. That's BIG12. Now let's get back to Marshall Levinson of Pokes Report. How about uh, Spencer Sanders, the way he has played? You mentioned turnovers there possibly being a concern. We know Baylor has a very good secondary. Do you expect them to really work this thing on the ground to then open up the passing attack? I mean, they they, they maybe passed the ball more last week than some people might have expected uh, with Sanders. So how do you think that's going to play out this week? Well, I think the 
kind of, I mean, there's no telling of which way they'll actually go to and go in attacking it. But I do think that with the way this team is built, the way this offense is built, it will start with the run. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least, I mean, Jalen Warren poses such a threat at any time to, to break off a 40, 50, 60-yard run. I, I think you, you have to respect that. So they're going to they're gonna play Jalen Warren, and I think that opens up some passing opportunities. Tay Martin has been fantastic at wide receiver in, in recent weeks and, and really the whole season. Um, Brennan Presley has come into his own over the past five or six games and has really become a, a liable, reliable scorer getting into the end zone. Um, so, yeah, I, mean, I, I do think that it will start with the running game. Um, Jalen Warren hasn't had maybe the, the numbers in rushing he had in, in the middle of the season, but um, I mean, we saw the other day how, how dangerous he can be when he gets into the open field. So I think that they'll, they'll start with that. But, I, I mean, because Spencer is playing, I mean, in terms of how – Compared to the rest of his career, he's playing lights out right now. Um, I, I, I do think you'll see them air it out a little bit, and especially um, with with all of the wide receivers being healthy right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're a full system to go. So um, I, I do uh, I do think it'll start with the run, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him throw for 250, 280, 300 yards. What about uh, Marshall Levinson, Go Pokes, uh, Pokes Report is joining us here. What about uh, Jim Knowles? I mean, the job this guy has done, he should win the Broyles Award for the top assistant in America with that defense as the coordinator of that side of the ball. Uh, Mike Gundy's talked about wanting to get him that extension as quickly as possible. This coaching carousel has been nuts for the head coaching spot. Um, I'm sure that there are a lot of programs that would love Jim Knowles. What do you know right now about uh, Jim Knowles and, and what his future uh, will end up being with Oklahoma State? Well, we do know that, that the extension is uh, in the works, um, or at least the discussions of numbers are in the works right now. Um, from what we know, they're in the, the 1.2 million range and somewhere in that ballpark. Um, and there is a, and that's the, the offer on the table, which he's making 800000 right now, so that's a, a raise of 400000 which is a, a very good number and that would make him the highest-paid coordinator in the Big 12. Um, but I, I do think that, I mean, especially with him most likely, or at least uh, should be winning the Broyles Award um, and a playoff appearance being a, a real possibility here, I do think that number may need to go closer to 1.5. I do think there might end up being a a bidding war of sorts, but I do think that um, he will be in Stillwater next year and uh, moving forward. And I, I do think because of the where he has this team at and where his defense is with so many players returning next year that the Oklahoma State's going to do everything in their power to keep him here. And, and Gundy's confident they will. They will. So um, from my point of view, I, I, I would have to be confident in that as well. Um, but then again, with so many coaches moving around, there's going to be staff that are need to get built. Um, the one thing that may be a plus for Oklahoma State is that they are going to be playing so deep into the postseason um, and New Year's Six Bowl type of um, playoff type of uh, route they're looking at. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these staffs are going to be built in the next few weeks, and Jim Knowles is going to be uh, going to be coaching in, in the postseason. So that may help Oklahoma State that he's uh, that he's not even looking at. So. Mm-hmm. That, that is one uh, one thing to be mindful of is that um, 
a lot of these staffs are going to get built in the next few weeks, but he's going to be in uh, in his office game planning for uh, potential playoff games. That's a good point. Mar- Marshall, what about um, – I know you cover the recruiting closely, too, for Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma State fans have always dogged Mike Gundy, you know, that he wins a lot of games, but he's not, you know, maybe recruiting the number of four- and five-star guys that he should based on how well this team uh, does. Does this kind of success this season – uh, Jim Knowles, what he does with that defense, do you think that changes things? Or is Gandhi just going to keep recruiting basically his style of guy, regardless of whatever the stars and rankings are saying? Well, I, mean, I think on the, on the, basics of, the basis of things, I think he's going to keep the formula they have. Now, I mean, in recent years, we have seen an uptick in the rankings. Now, personally, even though I follow recruiting and I do put out rankings, I don't put out like national rankings. I put out rankings of the recruiting class. I'm not a big fan of the national rankings and the star system because to me it, it to me it puts a cap on talent because everyone says oh there's well there every year there's 35 stars well who says there can't be more than that or who says that there are going to be 35 stars in this class or things of that nature but I, I think you have to look at what they put on the field and what they put on the field is I mean half of their starting half of their half of their starting 22 or 25 count specialists are going to be first or second team all big 12 this year and, and they're pushing for a playoff spot so they're obviously doing something right um and i think they're going to stay with that but i mean in in the rankings if you look at some of the sites they they are going up in the rankings and they are getting a um higher ranked caliber of players but i, I still think that they're gonna they're gonna recruit how they how they have and because it's obviously gotten them to a point of of sustained success so um rankings is a is a very interesting topic and but, um, I mean, if, if if they're winning on the field, then they're obviously doing something right, and I would have to say that they stick with that formula. All right. Marshall, last thing. Saturday, I don't know if you've done your predictions yet at uh, Polk's Report, but what, what, do you, what do you think uh, ends up happening here on Saturday? Well, I, I think the Cowboys come out with a win, and, I mean, I've been thinking about some, some scores. that Baylor might not have their starting quarterback in Jerry Bohannon, so, I mean, obviously that is a major um, favor towards Oklahoma State. Um, but I, if I if I had to guess right now, I'd probably say it's somewhere in the range of 31 for Oklahoma State to 13 or 17 for Baylor. So I think they'll I think they'll separate at the end, and I, I do think that a win um, over Baylor uh, gets them into the playoffs. So I expect Bama to lose to Georgia, and and I actually think there's a decent chance that um, Oklahoma State jumps Cincinnati to the number three spot. And uh, they'd be playing in the in the Cotton Bowl in Arlington again. So that's what I think will happen. But um, I mean, obviously, it'll it'll come down to what happens on the field, and we'll we'll find out in just a few days. That would be a hell of a story, hell of a story. Marshall Levinson, Pokes Report, right here on the show. Uh, Marshall, great to have you on. Thanks so much for joining us, my friend. We appreciate the time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Good stuff there with Marshall Levinson, Pokes Report, joining us here on the show. Appreciate his time. Uh, please do support our sponsors. MyBookie.com, our promo code BIG12, doubles your deposit up to $1,000 with that promo code BIG12. And leave us a rating and a review for a free Heartland College sports koozie. Just leave that rating and review. Send me a screenshot of it to Pete Mundo, that's M-U-N-D-O, at HeartlandCollegeSports.com. And boom, you got a koozie coming your way. Thanks so much, guys. We'll talk to you soon.